Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Hi, I'm Scott Hahn, and I'd like to invite you personally to join me and Breadbox Media on August 24th in New Oxford, Pennsylvania. For a day of spiritual renewal, I'll be presenting three talks, one on St. Joseph, one on the Sacrament of Matrimony, and another one on the Holy Eucharist. Learn more and register at breadboxmedia.com forward slash PA conference. I hope to see you there. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. This, our Mother of the Eucharist production, is made possible by you. If you would like to support us by donating, click the Give Online tab at the top of our website, ourmotherofthe-eucharist.org. Thank you and God bless you. Welcome to Shades of Blue. All that is good, all that is true, all that is beautiful, all that is holy, all that is pure, all that is virtuous, all that is merry. This is Out of the Blue with Sister Carista Maria and Sister Mary Claire. All right, so we are going to do part four in uh, talking about the Eucharistic Lord, our Bridegroom, talking about Corpus Christi and this most marvelous solemnity. We won't make this too long, though, for you because we want, we want you to really just um, be able to... Soak it in. Yeah, soak it in, everything that we've been See, sharing with you. We encourage you to be like a sponge. Yeah. While you're listening to this, just let yourself soak in the truths of Jesus present right. in the Eucharist. Because we're allowing so many things in the world and other mm -hmm. people, we let that soak in more than we let these heavenly realities soak in. And so let's do that. And that's why it's so important, fasting and penance. Right. That's why we have times of Lent, but even just in your general all the time we should have times of penance and fasting because so that we can make room for mm. Jesus, and then Amen. I have a longing for Jesus. So, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sister, what is it that well, we're going to share? The reason, you know, like we're saying, like we just we have so much to share. We're already There's on, so much. We're to already share. on video four, but we were in a cynical earlier today, and we were going deeper in and the mystery of Jesus in the Eucharist, the Last Supper, right? And just spending our whole prayer time on this mystery. And it was just stirring up this reality that this is so, this more than anything makes my heart beat, beat and just have this fire mm. and this longing to, to just cry out from the top of the mount, mountaintop, cry out to all of humanity, humanity from the mountaintop, be aware that Jesus is present among us in the Eucharist. He mm. waits for us. He longs for us. He is so deeply in love with us. His heart is burning, and it's longing to consume us. But so few of us are going to him and, uh. and, and being receptive bride and letting, consoling his heart by allowing him to love us. 
and loving him in return. Sister, as you were saying this, I, I couldn't help but think of this, and I just wanted to share this little diddle. But um, as she was speaking from her heart and, and desiring to shout from the mountaintops that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist, as not too long ago, several months ago, really, I was speaking to one of my nephews. And I was speaking to him from the heart about Jesus and the Eucharist and Jesus crucified and so forth. And I was getting into real detail with him. And he was listening very intently. He's 17 years old. And to get a 17-year-old to listen intently on that is, is, a, is a feat in itself. But he was listening. And as I was sharing with him, he looked at me and he says, you know something? He says, can I just, can I just say something? I said, of course you can say something. And he says, well, you know, when you start talking about Jesus and you, and you were talking to me about Jesus in the, in the, in the crucifix and too, and how you, you believe in him and, and what he suffered. He goes, I look at the crucifix and I just go, okay, yeah, Jesus died on the cross for me, you know, whatever. And I go on. He says, but you really believe. Mm-hmm. Everything that you're telling me, you really believe. He says, how long did it take you to get like that? Mm-hmm. He says, how long did it take? And I, I said, thank you so much for sharing that. And I said, um, I said, you know, it took me my life, you know, to get to this point. And I said, but it's a faithfulness to prayer mm-hmm. and a faithfulness to Eucharistic adoration. And I told him that moment by moment, step by step, it can happen to you in an instant to where you can have that same faith, that same belief. And he got all excited. And you know, he got course, all excited and he course, said, yes. Of course, we can both say, which I know you say too, the thing that allowed us to get to that point is right. Mary. Our mother, our yeah. mother is the I one told him that too. <laughs> that's drawn us, and especially being faithful to the rosary and consecration, consecration. to her. For those of you who out there who are consecrated to Mary and praying the rosary, you know what I'm talking about because what, you know people who start adoration chapels are very devoted to Mary. <laughs> it's right. the bottom line of it. So I'm right. going okay, to share go this. This is so important because we, we found this so important that we actually put it on the back of one of our holy cards. That and, was what um, you were reading this, earlier, right? I didn't know. I, I didn't read the back of this one. Only, I don't oh, think I read any of this. Okay. No. So I'm just going to go through this. This is what Mary reportedly through Father Gobi shares with us about um, Jesus' presence in the Eucharist. She says, Today my motherly heart is saddened and is deeply wounded because I see that about the divine presence of Jesus in the Eucharist There is so much emptiness, so much abandonment, so much neglect, so much silence. Mm -hmm. O church, she's speaking to us, O church, pilgrim and suffering, of which I am the mother, you must understand that the center of your life, the font of your grace, the source of your light, The beginning of your apostolic action is found only here in the tabernacle where Jesus is truly kept. Mm. Mm. I want to just stop on that for a moment. The source of everything, the beginning of your apostolic action is found only here in the tabernacle where Jesus is truly kept. How many people do ministry in the church 
and never spend time with Jesus in adoration. Right. Right. And don't have a devotion to the Eucharist, but have a real plan for what they want to do to help the church. But if if we're not tapping into the source and summit, those plans will fall. It's and it's not They'll fail. Yes, and that it's not going to be from God. It'll be from mm. the human source, right. rather than the divine source. Mary goes on. The more your life revolves wholly and entirely at the foot of the tabernacle in intimate union with Jesus in the Eucharist, the more you will increase in holiness. One of the Holy Fathers has wow. said that as well. And the truth being, we can't always be before the Eucharist, especially those who are married and have children. But the more our lives revolve at the foot of Jesus in the tabernacle, even in the heart, mm. even if we're in the heart communing with our Eucharistic Lord in the near yeah. in the nearest tabernacle, right? When we're not, you able can do to that. Use there. your imagination in the way that God intended it to be used. And I mean, we're blessed now to have our Eucharistic Lord with us, very close to us. But there were times when I did not have Him where I lived, mm-hmm. and I would unite with Him in all tabernacles of, of the world. Of the world. Especially those can places where he was most yeah. neglected and right. treated indifferently. Right. So right. how important it is for how us beautiful. to be in union with his Eucharistic presence, because he remains with us for that reason. That consoles his heart when we do that. She says, Jesus gives his body and blood as spiritual food and drink to unite himself intimately with each one of you to the point of becoming totally one with you. Mm. There again, that one flesh union, Mm. that consummation of our baptismal vows. The more we receive Jesus in the Eucharist with that receptivity, uh, that faith of the hemorrhaging woman Mm. who reached out and touched him. The hem of his garment. And and Jesus felt his healing power flowing and he said, who touched me? And, and, you know, and and the apostles say, what do you mean who touched you? Everyone is rubbing against you. And... But only this woman in faith reaches out with her wounds, with her hemorrhages, and touches him, and she's healed. And so how many go to communion, and they're, they're just rubbing up against Jesus? They're, oh, they're, they're not, even, they're not even in faith receiving him and disposing themselves to his healing graces. So he's not going to feel his healing power flowing from him to them to us unless we are receptive bride as we're receiving him mm. unless we are in faith reaching out and touching his presence dwelling within us and with aware of our hemorrhages aware of our great need of him mm. I love that the receptivity that the Lord the is calling us yeah, yeah the Lord is calling us to be and again I go back to what I did in part one I think it was when I was uh, discussing about Jesus the Bridegroom, mm-hmm. written by uh, Dr. Brant Petrie, I mm-hmm. advise you to really get your hands on that book because it's a marvelous book. And he discusses that too, exactly what you said earlier about um, the fulfillment of our baptismal vows and is the nuptial union of us, the consummation is the nuptial mm-hmm. union of us receiving Jesus in Holy Communion because he talks about that in the scriptures, the wedding feast of the Lamb. Mm. 
and in, in heaven. And it always refers, like the, in, in the Jewish uh, tradition, the bridegroom is always referred to as the Messiah. And so that's why, too, when Jesus said he could have performed his first miracle anywhere. But where does he perform his first miracle? At a wedding. <laughs> At a wedding. To prefigure and the wedding feast of the Lamb. Huh? The wedding feast of the Lamb. And also, and he, guess what? It's always, if, if they were running out of wine... Usually you go to the bridegroom and you tell the bridegroom they have no wine and he gets more wine. Mary didn't go to the bridegroom of the woman that was getting married. Mm -hmm. She went to the bridegroom, the Messiah, and told him about it. And that's when he was saying, okay, my hour has not yet come. But he's still... For the new wine. For the new wine, but he still, at that moment, he did it. Did a prefiguring wine. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Because he's the bridegroom. Amen. Amen. So Mary goes on, she says, and this is very important, the, what I'm going to share right now, and it's so important, especially for bishops and priests and religious and all Catholics, you know, who are working with, within the church in our different roles, to heed this. She says, it is not your pastoral plans and your discussions it is not the human means on which you put reliance and so much assurance, but it is only Jesus in the Eucharist which will give to the whole church the strength of a complete renewal. Wow. All right, so earlier we were saying, what is the answer to this great scandal going on right now and all the problems right now? Let me read you again. This is the answer. <laughs> It is not your pastoral plans or your discussions. It is not <laughs> right. the human means on which nope. you put reliance and so much assurance. But it is only Jesus in the Eucharist. Amen. Which will give the whole church the strength of a complete renewal. The coming of the glorious reign of Christ will coincide with the greatest splendor of the Eucharistic reign. And of course, for Mary... Mary is so key with this because it's only through Mary that we really come to know Jesus truly, mm. the truth of who he is. And we have many videos that we put out about Mary and her key role. And everything about it is to draw us to know and love Jesus more wholeheartedly. Amen. Amen. So I, I just want to share this. This is such a powerful part before we end this video. All right, so this is what Mary says for us to do. Many times people will say, what am I supposed to do in adoration? It kind of gets yeah. boring because I'm oh, just yeah. sitting there. Hear a lot of what do say I do? That. Do I read? Do I pray? What? All right, so Mary is giving you some hints, some big hints about our calling with Jesus in the Eucharist. She says, before the tabernacle or adoration, Yours should be not only a presence of prayer, but also of a communion of life with Jesus. Jesus is really present in the Eucharist because he wants to enter into a continual communion of life with you. When you go before him, he sees you. Mm. When you speak to him, he hears you. When you confide... <laughs> Excuse us. When you disappear from him, he sees you. <laughs> when you confide something to him, 
He welcomes into his heart your every word. When you ask something of him, he always hears your prayer. Mm. Go before the tabernacle to establish with Jesus a simple and daily rapport of life. Mm. With the same naturalness with which you seek out a friend or entrust yourselves to persons who are dear to you or feel the need of friends who assist you, in that same way, go before the tabernacle to seek out Jesus. Make of Jesus your dearest friend, your BFF, the most trusted person, the most desired, and the most loved. Tell your love to Jesus. Repeat it often, because this is the one thing that makes Jesus immensely happy, mm. that consoles him for all the ingratitude, that compensates him for all the betrayal. Jesus, mm. you are our love. Jesus, you alone are our great friend. Jesus, we love you. you. Jesus, Jesus, we, we are, are in love with you. you. And so Mary's Amen. telling us to befriend Jesus, and it doesn't mean that we push down any disordered things within us and things that we're most ashamed of. In fact, it's the opposite. Oh, he it wants us to, yeah. He wants us to confide everything, everything in him. He already knows it, but he, he wants us to know that he knows it, and he wants us to commune with him about it. And, and to invite him into it because he never forces himself in. You just reminded me, I, I had someone tell me one time, I'm not perfect enough to go in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I have to be perfect. And I said, it's the opposite. You go in front of the Blessed Sacrament to become more perfect, to become right. more like Christ. And you, you give to him everything that you are most ashamed of. Yeah, and I've had someone say to me, they should, you know, at one point they got to a point where they were hitting rock bottom and so they bared themselves, you know, really shared the deep struggle. It was very hard for them to be very vulnerable. And I said, have you ever shared this with Jesus? Because I knew they were doing, making a daily holy hour for many years. Hmm. And this person said, uh, like almost about to say yes, but then they thought about it and said, no. Because they didn't feel that they could share that type of stuff with Jesus. They felt like they had to hide it and kind of just push down and, and just share the Repressive. good things and, and, be, and share holiness and share like prayers, meditation, be lofty with Jesus. But in fact, Jesus wants us to share all of that most difficult stuff. Yeah, the as, stinkiest, the as you would call it, the poopy stuff, yeah. the swampiest part yes. of our hearts and lives. He wants yes. us to to bring him in so he can spray it with perfume, <laughs> so he no. can fully clean it. <laughs> no, he doesn't cover he it like a, like a, like they do with a skunk perfume. I know, I was that I just was that doesn't work. Yeah, no, he wants he transforms. To transform it. He wants to transform. He transforms. It. Yeah, he doesn't just cover the dung heap with. Snow. He he <laughs> right. transforms the dung heat or the the poop into it becomes beautiful flowers. Profound. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It becomes something beautiful. Something great comes from it, and it becomes an oh happy fault. Sister, Truly. I had just to end on this. I had somebody say, Sister, what do what do you do in front of the Blessed Sacrament? You know, how do you how do you know Jesus is talking to you? How can you hear? his voice and what would you say to them <laughs> well first i would say well you know 
we're sharing with you this about the Eucharist, but we're preaching it first to ourselves because right. we're always in need of stirring up because we don't always feel it. Right. Certainly not. It's not a matter of we feeling. We don't always have consolation, certainly not. In fact, the more the, the longer you go in your faith, oftentimes God takes from us consolation to to help to strengthen our, our faith muscles so that we are loving to, him not to, for what right. he does for us, but, right. but just unconditionally we begin loving him. And we to love the God of consolations rather than the consolations of God. Right. And so yeah. so he calls us to be faithful no matter what. And so so the question you had was, how do we know he's speaking to us? Yeah. Well, I just know. I have no, <laughs> you know, it's just a gift. Faith is a gift. Faith is a gift. And so even if I'm not feeling it, if I, I, I'll, I just share my heart. I just, and sometimes through journaling and just opening my heart to him. But I, I have to be true on my part, though. I have to be uh, faithful in my daily duties. I have to be committed in my prayer, my rosary. Mary really helps me to stay the track. And I have to um, not just go in and out of mm. my faith life, but prayer sometimes and when I feel like it and not when I don't. Right. I have to commit myself to a life with God and, and just... I know. I don't know. I don't know how. I would to say, say it. it. Right. It's a. No, it's just a knowing, and I think we need to just listen, and we need to ask our Lord to give us listening ears on the yes. supernatural level. Yes. And we get distracted. Of course, there's distractions that come, but treat them like little gnats, little flies. You know, where you just kind of, you know, and you just keep on track. Keep keep to the Lord, and just say, Lord, I love you, and I want to listen to you, and just be real with Him, and just say, Oh, Lord, this is a major distraction right now. What do you think about that, Lord? And just listen to Him. And like like Jesus says often in the Scriptures, let him who has ears to hear hear. hear. Do we have ears to hear? And what is he meaning by having ears to hear? Maybe even to meditate on that. Mm. Saying, Lord, do I have ears to hear? Help me to have ears to hear. One time, it just reminded me of Mother Anne. Blessed are the pure of heart. heart they will see, see God. God. It just, this reminds me, too, of, of, of sitting before the Blessed Sacrament and not, not having the feelings. Because one time a, a nun said to uh, Mother Angelica, she said, Mother, she said, you know, I'm having a hard time in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I feel so empty. I feel so cold. And Mother Angelica simply looked at her and she <laughs> said, but you're there. And even an ice cube melts before the sun. <laughs> That's really, that's oh, really <laughs> sorry that's about really that, y'all. I keep hitting the, I keep hitting it, and it keeps so moving. We thank you all for um, tuning in, and yes, we hope and pray that you've received some grace from from our time with you, and just know that our hearts burn with such a great desire to share with others these truths, especially about Jesus truly present in, in the, the Eucharist. Eucharist. We beg of you to spread the good news to others yes. to encourage to, we encourage you to spend time in adoration and yes. we encourage you to spread Eucharistic adoration and, and encourage people to go to Holy Mass of course to go to confession and to prepare hearts to receive him because this is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and this is truly the answer may Jesus and the Eucharist be lifted up everywhere through the heart of Mary especially beginning in the hearts of all priests and all parishes, 
in Rome, at the Vatican, and everywhere throughout the world, that all people will be drawn to him. And we're going to just uh, say something real quick to you the, to end with. And it's a Latin, a little Latin hymn that if you notice on EWTN, when they uncover the Blessed Sacrament, they sing this. They sang it in Hansville and they sang it at EWTN. And Sister and I, whenever we uh, open the tabernacle or we put Jesus back away, this is what we say. And it means adore in eternity. Adore for eternity in the most blessed sacrament. Adoremus in eternum sanctissimum sacramentum. Thank you for listening to Out of the Blue. Visit us on our motheroftheeucharist.org to donate and for more information about our ministries. This is international Catholic singer Anna Nuzzo inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tours Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019 and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, AnnaNuzzo.com. Thank you and God bless. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough Vehicle at KaneFord.com.